Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is the Mind Your Body podcast, episode 38, adjusting the dial of intensity instead of throwing in the towel. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm good. I I feel like I've had enough time to recoup from all my travel, but mm-hmm. um, if you asked me that like a week ago, I probably would have said exhausted. Yeah. Um, but I feel a lot better now and back in the swing of things. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the holidays were an absolute blur this year. They were good, tons of connection, mm-hmm. really positive this year, Not, no drama, but oh my goodness, they just went by so fast. I was sad to take down my tree the other day. I kind of wanted to keep, keep that up, up for longer. a while. Yeah, but I'm happy that it's getting lighter. I was um, showing you a picture earlier of uh, the temperature where I used to live in Galena, Alaska, where it's, <laughs> um, you know, like 48 below right now. Oh, my So, gosh. yeah, that is a moment of perspective and gratitude. Gratitude, for, for sure. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> 100 degrees warmer here. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I did yeah. not put it in those terms, but yes, I yeah. was joking with her. I was like, so are people like lighting themselves on fire to stay warm? Like yeah. it is, it is, that sounds ridiculously cold. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm very grateful to be in Wichita where yeah. it's in the 50s, but I still, you know, it's funny. We still get cold here. We're like, oh, it's so cold totally. outside and it's in the 50s. But you know, it was such a, it was such a good moment of, kind of reminding me how we do need to have those moments of gratitude. I mean, that gave me a moment of gratitude. And, you know, it'd be easy for me to say, oh, gosh, I wish I lived in Florida or Arizona where it's 70 degrees in the winter. You know what I mean? Instead of focusing on, oh, my gosh, my life is so much easier now. I can just drive to the grocery store. You know, I'm... Don't have to put on a million layers. I don't have to plug my car in. I don't have to warm it up for 45 minutes yeah. before I go anywhere. And it's, I don't know, it was just an important reminder for me. And it's like, okay, that's kind of an opportunity to look around at other areas of my life that maybe feel better than they used to, that feel easier, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it, Jenny and I were talking before we started recording about how in our society, we are never taught to be happy with where we are, right. you know, whether it's our weight, our finances, our house, our relationships, our skin, mm-hmm. like we're always taught that it could be better, that you shouldn't just accept 
what is or that right. <clears throat> if you did accept what is that like somehow you're you know not contributing to society or like not trying hard enough or not right. like it's, a, it's a deficit up. yeah versus it yeah. being just like you're like, settling okay. you're yeah. just settling exactly and, and underneath that is sort of you know the implication that we are lazy and that we're not gold diggers right right and or yeah Especially this time of year where everyone is still kind of fired up about their New Year's resolutions and, you know, really getting intense about, you know, things they want to accomplish this, this year, which is awesome. I mean, it's great to be intentional mm-hmm. about how you want to show up in the world, but it's also important to not, not be intentional about things that really are not your goals. Yes. That you're looking around and seeing, well, everyone else is getting fired up and you know, engaging in all these sprints, whether it's, you know, business or finances or their health and weight loss and fitness and that kind of thing. And it's like, is that what you really want? Yeah. Would that make your life better? Right. And like, what is, what is that really about? Or are you avoiding just being where you're at and Mm -hmm. like enjoying life? And, you know, I, I kind of had a funny conversation with a friend that was similar to this where, she was sharing with me her New Year's goals, and she's like, what were your goals? And I was like, I did not have any, mm-hmm. and I'm 100% okay with that. Yeah. Um, now, that doesn't mean I don't have other goals just in general that are ongoing, but sure. my goal was to not add more goals to my plate. Oh, I love that. And I know that that's so counter to, like, what a lot of people are doing, but that was just so important for me, and, like, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but just really, like, listening to my own like what I need and what my soul needs right now in life. And so mm-hmm. I made it very intentional that I was not going to make goals this year. Um, celebrate yeah. other people's, and, but sure. not make my but own. But again, like we've talked about so many times on this podcast, we have to, like our whole goal is learning to trust ourselves, being self-aware, getting to know ourselves, and learning to trust our gut instincts mm-hmm. for what we need. And, you know, I don't know if you saw my post you know, I was talking about this topic where, you know, if you want to call it my goal for this year, it really is about intentions. And it's really around how, what I want to feel more of. Mm. And that is important to me. And I have written those things down so that I keep those top of mind. I want to feel more peaceful, more connected, you know, really putting my energy and attention on things that are of highest value to me. Mm-hmm. You know, my relationships, taking good care of my clients. And for me, that does not require any kind of a sprint. Mm-mm. It really doesn't. It's In fact, it's just the opposite. But holy smokes, like you, you had said, it's kind of counterculture to think in those terms because it's so easy to get sucked kind of onto that freeway a little bit or to feel really guilty and like you're kind of being left by the roadside. Yeah. If you're not doing that. And I don't know, for me, it was like, I I realized I was kind of being a little bit triggered by what I was seeing on social media. And I was like, oh my goodness, turn that thing off. I have to breathe and tune in to what works best for me and what I, how I want to show up for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my clients. Yes. That's, you know, yeah, it's so important. And I think, you know, the main thing that we were talking about was to not go into comparison mode. It's such a big deal and it's so easy it is. to get sucked into that. I mean, honestly, we are wired 
to, to do compare. that. Yes. We are. And so it you have to be intentional about, you know, not doing not that. Not doing it. And knowing, like, I think some people are more, we're all wired to do it. And then just kind of like how some people are more susceptible to substance abuse. Like, some people are just so much more vulnerable to that than others. That, mm-hmm. like, for you, you may have to limit your social media or do yeah. some other things to, like, you know what I mean? It's like, just protect your environment with that too until you're like until or maybe forever you know depending on where you're at with that because I definitely think that some people are wired or kind of geared more towards comparison than others well and and it's it's kind of the difference between being intrinsically motivated versus extrinsically motivated where you know if we are Mostly showing up in the world to get kind of external kudos and validation and dopamine hits. Yes. You know, for things that we're doing, we are so much less, well, we just don't have the bandwidth to kind of tune in to to how that's landing for us. And, you know, there's, you know, trauma issues, self-worth issues. There's lots of layers to this. But that's where, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know. I Yes, I feel triggered by things I see, but I don't know why. It's like, okay, that's where working with someone can be very helpful to unpack that stuff. But in the meantime, just knowing for whatever reason, this is not making me feel good. Right. This is just where you're at. This is where I'm at. And so for whatever reason, I'm going to limit my exposure, whether it's to these certain people or, you know, influencers or or whatever. Yeah, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, again, being more intentional about surrounding ourselves with people who lift us up and celebrate us for where we are. Right. And that are also vulnerable people totally because if we're always around people that never share vulnerability it can feel like we're the only person who has struggle and you know yeah yes. that can that can breed comparison and perfectionism as yeah well. and then and then we want to put our armor on and yes you know we're, we're in kind of self-protection mode and then life just kind of feels like a competition it, it does and right? I think competition is a good word with the comparison because some people, I know for sure, well, a lot of people actually do it for that extrinsic motivation, but some people, it's like the craziness they put on themselves too, like intrinsically. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's kind of tied to trauma. Like they have that perfectionism where I feel more comfortable when I'm better than everyone, so mm-hmm. to speak, quote unquote. If I've, I'm better, I've been then there. I feel better. I have it, yeah. been there, you know, before I've kind of done my work. You know, when I was being super intense, going to the gym or whatever category of life, I did kind of have that sense of it felt like armor. Yes. Like nobody can touch me because, you know, I'm being rising up and being strong. I would, of course, never voice that, you know, consciously, but I'm certain that that's what it was. And it feels, you know, risky to be vulnerable. But, oh, my gosh, like our human experience is so much richer and more peaceful and we feel more in alignment overall you know we're we haven't kind of gotten into the topic for today but all of this you know applies because so many of of us are living with at least kind of two driving forces inside of us it's like one of them is this hustle hustle perfectionist type a i need to achieve and change and you know be competitive or winning or whatever and then this other side of us that just doesn't want to do things right and feels a lot of shame and guilt right too it's but like, it's, that's just, the ugh. that's the sabotage kind of side of of us and yes. and it feels like this constant war 
yes. inside of us. And being more vulnerable, talking about our challenges and struggles with other real people who are doing things in the world and are self-aware. They're not just complaining and staying stuck, but they're being real about, you know, how can we have a better human experience overall? Right. Whether it's, you know, health, finances, relationships, whatever it is, you know, we have to kind of surround ourselves with, and, and that requires us being intentional, does. It, that that will not just happen by accident. So, you know, which leads us into the topic for today, um, which is adjusting the dial of intensity instead of throwing in the towel. And right. this this notion really stems from an article. You know, I'm a precision nutrition coach, and it this was written by um, this coaching organization, and it's really about kind of how the pause button mentality when it comes to like taking care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. how it all just feels like extra Mm -hmm. when life is happening. Right. And, you know, we, we didn't title it that way because that sounds kind of harsh, but, you know, unfortunately, most of us, we really intuitively understand that we would never hit the pause button or wait until life calms down when it comes to any other area of our life. Right. Or like our, our, like you were saying, our kids, our family, our relationships, like we don't right. hit the pause button in that, right. those areas. Exactly. We, we never would. But taking care of ourselves, that feels extra mm-hmm. because it feels kind of self-indulgent. Right. And even, right. yeah. And even for what we were talking about earlier, we were talking about culturally, yes. we're kind of taught that taking care of ourselves is selfish. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know I used to think of it that way. Oh yeah. I definitely, sure. definitely did. So you know, when, when we're talking about this topic um, of kind of shifting out of the viewing our health as like a series of sprints, like on the wagon, off the wagon, yo-yo dieting, you either have to be perfect for, you know, a certain amount of time or it doesn't count. Shifting out of that requires us to have a fundamental shift in perspective mm-hmm. towards the notion that learning how to take care of ourselves is it needs to be a high value needs to be priority and that we are worth it. Right. And you even mentioned that, that that was like a crucial Mm -hmm. part of it. Um, because if we don't think we're worth it at the end of the day, then we are not going to be able to counter those cultural messages that if you're not doing something a hundred percent, then you're, you know, a failure. Exactly. And so simply shifting making this perspective shift, then all of a sudden it doesn't become about how much weight can I lose in 30 days or how many times can I get to the gym in, in, you know, this week. Mm -hmm. It's about how do I continue to take care of myself no matter what life is throwing at me? Because it's always going to be throwing things at us. And that's where this article is coming from that, you know, the idea of hitting the pause button when it comes to you know, eating food that nourishes us or going to bed on time or, you know, making time for movement or making time for connecting with people that light us up, Mm -hmm. right? That, you know, the idea of hitting pause on that is so damaging. It essentially is 
saying, I'm not on Team Lisa. You're not on Team Jenny. Right. I'm pausing the relationship with myself. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right there. You nailed it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And we never do that to any other person in our lives, but we definitely do. Or to our job. Right. Or to our job. You know, or, and it's, it's a sense of like, I mean, if you have a rough day with your kiddos and things don't go as planned, you're not waking up the next morning thinking, screw it. I'm not, I'm not parenting anymore. Right. Like it's, it's just that like. You're going to have days where things don't go as planned. You're going to have days where things are not perfect. Or you're going to have days where, like, like the metaphor I was using earlier is, like, you know, we know that, like, moving our bodies is super important for us as humans. Like, it's just one of those things that's healthy for our brain and, like, you know, mental health. And Anyway, not Absolutely. going down that rabbit hole. But, like, the way that I see it is, like, if you get injured or if you have adrenal fatigue – You know, the worst thing you can do is, like, completely stop and not work out for, like, a long period of time because then your body completely gets out of that groove and is, like, it actually usually leads to people just, like, no longer bringing movement into their life. But there does need to be drastic changes in how you do move. You Mm -hmm. do have to honor yourself and honor your body that... You were not supposed to be moving however you were moving, right? Or at that point in your life, you're needing to switch some things up, right? Which kind of leads back to what we were talking about with self-trust and really knowing, like, I can, I have to honor where I'm at and trust myself that I'll be able to go and honor that and let my body heal if I'm injured. And if I eventually get to where I was, great. If not, like, maybe life will be a little bit different, but I'm still doing this because I'm committed to movement in my life right it's not so that you just I think totally that would fall be off the intuitive wagon. in any other area but I think what's underneath that is that narrative that if I slow down it just confirms what I already knew knew about myself I can't stick to anything you know I'm lazy mm-hmm. fit fitness and movement is not for people like me look at this again mm-hmm. I'm just confirm confirming that kind of story about myself or that self-limiting belief right that you know I'm just a slacker right and so it's you know it's not just about you know the physical ramifications of stopping moving Mm -hmm. it's so much more harmful than that and it applies to you know eating good food and that kind of thing but again we live in a society that it's kind of all or nothing right and you know one of the things that the you know the article that that motivated this episode one of the things that they talk about in this article is how the all or nothing mentality rarely gives us all. It almost always gives us nothing. Right. And so many people are stuck in that mode. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we gone all in on anything and been able to maintain the intensity required in that certain amount of time to sprint through the finish line and feel amazing without being just a crumbled wreck? Typically we crumble before we hit the finish line, whether it's a, 30 or whatever it happens to be it's like life had come at us mm-hmm. and we're like I can't I can't maintain this pace or this right. level of intensity and then again it just confirms what you kind of already knew about yourself look at that once again I failed right I can't do it to this extreme all the time and it's like yeah. I mean to us now we're kind of like you know but obviously, you see other but people doing it and so that's where you get into comparison mode right comparison you know mode. And because I, you know, some they, people do do it some people exactly do. and yeah. we have no idea but we have no idea 
what the conditions in their life, you know, are or whether they are really doing it. We have no clue. Or if it's really bringing them happiness or more anxiety. And that's what, you know, I was thinking this morning, you know, that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It's so much more insidious than that. Mm -hmm. Joy, like we can kind of live without joy. Mm -hmm. Comparison is the thief of Mm self-trust, of any sense of peace, of internal navigation, Mm -hmm. of learning how to become the scientist in our own life. Mm -hmm. Like when we are putting our energy, focus, and attention on what seems to be working for other people in any category, whether it's, oh, they're the perfect parent, they're the perfect, you know, partner or wife, Mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be, you have nothing left to celebrate how far you've come and to iterate and figure out, oh gosh, well, that's great that that works for them. Let me, let me, you know, spend my very finite amount of energy on what could work best for me. Right. What a crazy concept. Right. And just right? eyes on your own journey and really like, I think it's interesting too, because I feel like I get to glimpse into the world of a lot of high achievers. So I work with a lot of people who are high achievers. As do and, I. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, because I know that they're not like achieving those things and being so good at things did not make them happy. And in fact, it, a lot of it's fueled by anxiety. And so because I see that world, I feel like if anybody's not like for whatever reason, because most of us don't end up in that high achiever category and that's not a bad thing. Like I, I hope to iterate that like, or maybe we high achieve in one area, but I'm talking about these people that are like balls to the wall on every freaking thing in their life. Like this, <sighs> I wish that people could like get that glimpse and know that like there's so much more to it that you don't see, right? So even if you're comparing like the achievement part of it, like people don't understand that the mentality the and the cost and how unhappy people can be with high achieving mm-hmm. and how it doesn't just somehow like magically which, heal which your is, pain. Which is why comparing, you know, our insides and our motivations and who we are as a person to other people's external results in any area it's just so damaging it is but but again why do we gravitate towards these all-in programs it's because we want a roadmap we want a sure thing okay I have the belief that if I follow this formula that I will get the expected outcome and I know I can't trust myself to figure it out on my own because I'm lazy well I think people don't also trust their bodies in general like they don't because I think no, especially when it comes with, with the food stuff, like, totally. so, like, let's be real. Like, most people focus their food goals around weight. Absolutely. And I think that is the, like, worst thing you can do because then it becomes about something that is not really the end goal. Like, the end goal is having a relationship with food that's healthy and that you feel good about and your body feel good feels good. And I and know... like you're on, your, on the same team with your body. Right. And I'm like... But when you focus on the weight thing, it's like... That's because they want control and, like, certainty, Exactly. So, you know, for my coaching, you know, as you know, that, yeah, most of my clients do lose weight, but it is a gentle side effect Mm -hmm. of learning how to take care of yourself across the board. Some people lose weight quickly. Some people don't. Some people lose a lot. Some people lose a little. Well, and sometimes they don't, like, end up at the weight they think they're supposed to, and right. it's healthy for them, right? And Absolutely. that's also a very important, like, and But it's about setting up expectations at the beginning. It right. really is about the perspective and the motivation for, again, if you're going into any, any you know, health practice, whether, it, whether it's a movement practice or, you know, a food thing, 
you know, if it is from the perspective of getting this disgustingness off of me, you know, again, it's that notion of trying to hate your way thin. Right. And it's like, and the, one of the big things we were talking about, you know, even our, in our own journey, like I'll speak for myself. I could not let go of comparison until I worked on my shame issues. Yeah. Like I could not because like I, shame was almost like the, instead of like being able to see me switching things in my life and dialing things back as like self-respect and like a positive thing I was doing for myself and because I had enough self-respect for myself, I saw it as me being this like, you know, disgusting, lazy, shameful human being that couldn't keep up with everybody else. Absolutely. Right. And so for sure. I know we have like some of the practical things we're talking about and we're kind of going into these other topics as well. But we're doing that because we know that like to really get to the heart of this at the end of the day, you've got to work on the shame stuff. Yeah. You've got to work on feeling worth it. You know, one of the places that I start, because of course I don't do the therapy that you do. So one of one of the very helpful ways to kind of dip your toe into this is viewing taking care of ourselves. Okay, if you need to at the outset, you can view this as literally filling up your bank account so that you can actually show up for other people, mm-hmm. like more fully. You know, I have a client right now whose parents are, you know, dealing with really serious, you know, health issues and. It has been such a beautiful thing to see her continuing to take care of herself in a way that she never would have in the past and seeing how that is the least selfish thing that she could do because she is being like, this is kind of a long haul, yeah. you know, and she's being able to be resilient and be patient and not be triggered and exhausted and kind of that disaster thinking. And, you know, I am so impressed But, oh, my gosh, that, you know, again, like, to do it just because we're worth it, that you do have to do the deeper work. But starting out, if you need to view it, you know what, this will allow me to show up more fully for the people that I care about. If that's where you need to start, start there and then let it grow and kind of seep in. But, you know... We, I guess we have a few skills, though, that, that we want to talk about in terms of avoiding the idea of, okay, I'm going to, you know, life is coming at me. I've been trying to get a little more healthy, and I just need to kind of throw in the towel. I need to hit mm-hmm. the pause button for a while until life calms down. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to kind of talk about a few ways to, you know, tactically Do to this. think differently and mm-hmm. to really practice. You know, these are skills. These are. It is a skill to figure out how to adapt and be flexible. Because we're life. not taught that, right? No. And I think, you know, I think, the, no. And it's it's a, adaptability itself is a skill, right? Mm-hmm. Be, not being all or nothing, Absolutely. but adapting to whatever circumstances Again, it's are kind happening. of counterculture to, yes. you know, shift out of the all or nothing. So the first skill is learning how to adjust your level of intensity to fit what's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. Instead of throwing in the towel because you can't make it to the gym five days a week or you can't do all your meal prep from scratch, you know, okay, you can't do those things right now. Okay. You know, maybe you have sick yeah. kids, whatever. You have a project at work. Maybe you have some depression, mm-hmm. right? It may not be an external circumstance. But instead of putting all of your focus on what you're just not up for because that's just going to make it feel overwhelming, mm-hmm. that's where we acknowledge what we're not up for. Yes, acknowledge that. And then gently shift your focus to, okay, I'm not up for that. What am I willing and able to do? Right. 
right? Yes, and and that's where we have to be willing to dial down the intensity. It's like, okay, you know, we gave some examples here, you know, small things. You know, am I willing to fill a big water bottle and, you know, make sure that I drink it, mm-hmm. you know, to stay hydrated? Am I willing to go for a 15-minute walk even though I can't make it to the gym? I'm just, or I'm just not up for it. Right. If I'm honest. Right. You know, it, you know, am I willing to do some breathing and stretch for a few minutes instead of completely disassociating with my body because I'm not in a fitness, high-intensity fitness mode. I know I've done that in the past where it's like I want to pretend I don't even have a body right now because I'm not putting all of my focus on that. So, you know, we've talked about this so many times that we tend to overlook these small improvements because we think, oh, what could that, how could that help? Right. You know, it's like it's not, you know, this intensity that I've built in my mind is like either I I did it or not, like with working out or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. no. And I like, yeah, I'm just trying to like kind of process in my own brain. Like even when I was on vacation, like there were things that I, I couldn't do. And I love I love going to the gym and getting a good workout in in the morning. And I was able to like adapt and switch and say like, I'm going to stretch a little bit in my room and I'm going to, you got creative. Yeah. I just, you got creative. And that was, and good enough is good enough. And you know, that's it. Reminding myself of that too. Like good enough is good enough. Yeah. So skill two is really kind of an offshoot of, of skill number one. Like, you know, skill number one is what am I willing and able to do, even though it's not kind of all in skill number two is aim for a little better. You know, again, don't overlook the small opportunities to take care of yourself. You know, instead of throwing in the towel, it's like, you know, in the past, we'd be like, okay, forget it. I'm just going to eat all the things and I'll get back to this later. You know, it's like, okay, could I consider having some herbal tea in the afternoon? Because I know that having coffee, you know, after one o'clock, I don't sleep as well. Like you're still staying on your own team. That's what this represents. This isn't just about skills and strategies so you don't put on weight. Right. Right. That's the difference here. This is about, you know what, I'm still worthy of care. Still worthy of taking care of myself yes. and nourishing myself. And, you know, if like it's like people who are like, oh, I can't have, like, for whatever reason, they make that rule, like, I can't have a burger or something, right? And, and like you listed there, it's like, if I have a burger, I'm just going to have fries and everything else. It's like, well, I really, I'm, I'm craving a burger. Let me have a burger and let's add some veggies to it. And let's add, Amen. you know, water Amen. to that. Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be this, like, crazy big thing where it really doesn't but again that comes back to rebuilding our relationship with ourselves. yes and really building trust and again it's like it's either we're on on our team and all in or we completely kind of you know throw ourselves to the wolves right and that's just so damaging it is, and I think it's why we're so anti the extreme diets, because the extreme diets say don't trust yourself. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole premise. So so skill three, this is a big one, is be willing to identify your most common obstacles, yeah. right? It's and like know yourself. for them. Yes. <laughs> know yourself. See the patterns. Know yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was talking to a client yesterday about, you know, waiting to do things until the morning. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I'll put I'll put a lunch together in the morning, 
before I go. Like, I just really don't want to do it the night before. And, you know, that's where humor comes in. It's like, okay, how's that working out for you? Yeah, like, how, yeah, is that really how you function? You is know, that really- and, yeah, and it's like, okay, well, three days in a row, you didn't make it happen for mm-hmm. all different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's never for the same reason, yes. but, you know, some curveball got thrown at you in the morning and you either made your lunch and forgot it or you didn't get a chance or whatever. And, you know, that's where it's like, okay, knowing myself as I do, waiting until the morning is literally sabotaging how I want to feel. It's not, oh gosh, that means that I'm lazy or I'm not, you know, able to stick to things that other people are able to stick to. Right. No, it's getting creative. Yes. And, you know, tuning in to, okay, what works for other people, if other people are able to get up in the morning and meditate and go to the gym and do all these things, so what? That has nothing to do with you. Right. Right? What are you up for? What can work for you that minimizes friction, minimizes any sense of overwhelm, and helps you just gently stay in the game with yourself? Yes. Right? And again, so if you think about this whole notion of kind of a dial, like you dial the intensity up and down, like you you mentioned before we started recording that there are times in our life where we're we have the bandwidth and the energy and we can go, we can yeah, go a little out. harder Yeah, in whatever category it is, but that's not always going to be the case. Right. Of course it's not. It can't be. Right. Because that's, you know, that's just not how life works. So, you know, so the, you know, ideas are, you know, kind of some examples as far as, you know, the obstacles planning for them. You know, one of the things that many of my clients have said is like, Gosh, I do want to go to the gym and I make time to go to the gym, but it's so easy to talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where it's like, okay, knowing yourself as you do, would it be fun to kind of have a gym buddy right? that you meet up with? And, you know, it's not a competition with them, but it's like it makes it feel more fun. But, yeah, now I feel inspired to show up. Yes. You know, and that doesn't have to be your strategy forever. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, for now, I think that would be, you know, a win-win for all of us. Right, until it feels more intrinsically motivating Exactly, exactly. So, you know, none of these strategies have to be forever. This isn't about restricting ourselves. This This isn't isn't about about self-discipline either. This isn't about setting up these rules that never change, right? These, I think the whole theme of this is how can we adapt to just life, to us us changing too and growing and being different in different areas, Mm -hmm. or us struggling because of a trauma that happened in a certain area too, and kind of re-engaging in, okay, how do I... How do I respond now that I've had this hit in this area for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and being able to adapt to it where it's not the whole, I give up on this area of my life 100% because of this trauma or, or whatever Or happened. because, you know, again, one of the reasons we often give up is because there's so much shame around not being able to be perfect. Right. And it's like, then we just avoid it. We're like, I'm going to shove that in the shame closet for six months. Especially if it's an area of our life that for whatever reason we build our identity around, right? Like if it's which, an area which, that we're we like... we live in a superficial society. So for women, we know that our appearance... Yes. That that's, Yeah, you know, for a lot of women, that's very commonly well, the case. I mean, you have to... It's counterculture for to, it not to be the case. Well, it is. But I do want to give grace... Oh, well, I do want to give like kudos... There are some people oh, that are absolutely. like... absolutely. They've done Totally work. not about that. And I'm like, you know, that yeah. is... You rock your life. Amen. Like that is awesome. So like... Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In our culture, women that were taught that that's a huge part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any area where we're just making that our identity and it's like the minute it's not 
you know, 100% or we're not the best in that area or whatever it is. We um, want to opt out. Right. We're right. Like, it's like that feels like too much friction to stay in it if we feel like we're not winning. Right. Right. And then that's self-loathing and all right. the other stuff. So, you know, the the takeaway from from this episode is that we have to come at taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, in our relationships, that we are worthy of care. We are. Right? So if you start with that basic premise, then you're so much more likely to be willing to get creative and, you know, be resilient and dial that knob of intensity up and down versus throwing in the towel. Yeah. Right? It. So that's the work. And again, you know, if that just fa- sounds like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine getting there. That is where, you know, you're, you're worth doing some work around that. Yes. And you're, you're worthy now. You're not worthy once you achieve some goal. You're worthy freaking Yeah. Now. I mean, we are all working so hard. I mean, I don't know too many people who are just kind of sitting around letting themselves off the hook. Yeah. Right? And, and even we don't if give they are, credit. there's a lot of context for why they're there. Good point. So it's yeah, like. good point. And so, so I always have a lot of empathy and grace for that. Yeah. For sure. And that's, you know, gosh, you and I, that's where we start. We have to have self-compassion for our coping tools, avoidance, self-soothing, all of those things before we can start to gently, you know, do the work and, and move forward and create a life that really feels amazing. Yeah. Right. So check out the show notes for this episode. And we link to the article that kind of fleshes out this concept. There's some really good infographics on there that kind of give examples of how to adjust the dial of intensity in all areas. And I think it can be helpful if you're kind of a visual learner Mm -hmm. to look at those and be able to hold on to this concept. And it's a practice. These are skills that you have to practice. Yes. You know, you're not going to nail these every time. Yes, yeah, so don't try to be perfect at this either, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it's so funny. <laughs> there's this, like, joke with uh, one of my friends where, you know, she's working on, on adding more recovery to her life because she struggles with that. And the joke was, like, she recovered so hard. And she's like, how much recovery did you do today? Like, oh. it was just, like, a really, like, turn, our coach turn made a really funny. A competition. Yes, a funny joke. So don't turn this into a thing either. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a skill that, you yeah. know, we all And we're not even competing develop. with ourselves. Like, a lot of people will post memes about that. Like, our only competition is with ourselves. No. It's just not a healthy perspective either. Because our self is constantly evolving, and we're in different contexts all the time. So I'm trying to partner ten, with myself, right. personally. And 10 years ago, self is not the same as now self, and yeah. Yeah. I just don't know that that's the best message either. Yeah, none of this is about competition. It's about, you know, yeah, like, honestly... We do need to probably do better in a lot of areas of our life, not because for external reasons, but because we're worth it and our human experience will be so greatly enhanced. Yeah. That's why it matters. Taking care of ourselves really does matter. Nourishing ourselves, moving our body, getting good rest, making time to connect with people, you know, who light us up and who like us. Yes. You know, it's just a big deal. So... So lean into this. Do some practice. Don't just kind of nod your head and go, that sounds like a, a you know great concept. It's like dig into the show notes, read the article, let us know how this lands for you, and practice. Yes, practice. Yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Happy New Year, everybody, and we look forward to chatting with you soon. See you next time.